Hello. Hello. What's up, everybody? It's Aaron. And Nicole, this is Dude That's Fucked Up. Welcome. Oh, so fun. Here we are again. Another week. Wow. Just plowing through it. Oh, just <laughs> living the dream. I hope you're all doing well. We have a fun episode for you. But before we talk about it, do we have any business? I don't think so. All right. We're not a we're not businessy people, so Fucking but every now and then we get it over with. We're all party in the back. It's all party. All party. Yeah. Um okay, cool. Well, anything uh fucked up for you this week? Oh my god. Okay. Um mm. I'm I'm rewatching Friends. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't I never liked Friends. I mean, I like it's, watched it and stuff cuz that's what you did in like the 90s, yeah. but It's so funny. The jokes are I I'm cracking up. I'm laughing out loud. Just the whole idea that like Joey was hired to play Robert De Niro's butt in a movie and like was fired for overacting is so funny to me. And like <laughs> <laughs> There's some funny there's some funny jokes. There's There's a lot. I, I think people somebody, Somebody tweeted like a freeze frame of uh, uh, it was who was like on the floor eating cheesecake in the hall like it fell on the ground and they oh, were just like eating it. Um, yeah, I think it was the whole cast in that throughout that episode. But there's like a moment. There's a moment yeah. where Joey walks in and he sees people like on the ground eating food off of the full ground. At, yeah. With, you know, and he pulls a fork just out of nowhere and he's like, what are we eating? And it's just, that's, that's very funny. There, there's some good jokes. It's very funny. Very, you know, it's, it's a funny. very it's funny, funny show. It's, it's fine. Good. I, I just it's, could, I wouldn't be able to watch it again. Probably. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I, this is the thing because I watched the reunion also that one. No, you don't need to watch that, but you know, they were talking about, or maybe I was reading about how like it was a show just about being friends. So like, it's very timeless because mm. They're never commenting on, you know, there's some stuff from the popular There's some problematic lexicon. shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's problematic for sure. Uh, there's a lot of problematic stuff. But in terms of, like, the jokes and stuff, it still holds up because it's not, like, a commentary on political events or anything. It's all just dumb, pull-out-a-fork, character-based shit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's been pretty funny. I've been laughing out loud, and... Uh, just enjoying some of these jokes and and everybody's performance, like the physical comedy is really good. Um, and so I'm watching it today, and uh, Ross is this is like episode five or six. It's still season one, and you know he uh, he's having a baby with uh, Susan, his former wife and his ex-wife and the baby's inside her belly and he's like going over he's very like competitive with her now new wife because she's like a lesbian in the show how you know like halfway yeah. through their marriage whatever uh and so they're very competitive and so and so she's like oh well you don't have to do everything susan does and then he's like oh no i do like let let me do this and so he's like singing to the baby in the womb and he's singing Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People say we monkey around. You know, the theme song to the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't know if people know this. And it triggered me so hard. I got so embarrassed. And I, what? What is it? Why? Well, I remembered that when I was a child, I 
talked my mom and dad into letting me record our outgoing voicemail message, our outgoing um, <laughs> telephone message. And I wrote a song. Like you're, you're like, you're like, uh, uh, our like outgoing voice, message like on our answering machine. Answering yeah. machine. Yeah. That's yeah. Our answering yeah. machine. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> oh, no. uh, I, and I said, hey, hey, we're the Mackies and we can't come to the phone. So if you want to leave a message, wait until the tone. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Are you kidding me? I was deeply mortified. Just the thought of this. I had no recollection of when <laughs> this was in my life and if it even happened. And I was like, oh, my God, Pete, I think this happened. I called my mom. I was like, I have a question. Oh, no. <laughs> she was like, what? I'm like, did this happen? Like, did I at some point? Record- Am I having like a weird traumatic yeah. memory from nowhere for no reason? Yeah. Or is yeah. this real? Is this like a song we sang as a family that I thought was funny? And she was like, oh, no, you for sure did that. <laughs> and it was there for a long time. How old were you when you did it? That's what I asked. And she said, uh, maybe like third grade. That is so cute. Third or fourth grade. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And she said it was there for a very long time. And I was just like, oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. No, it's not. That is so precious. Are you kidding me? I just feel like. That is precious. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I made a TikTok about it. I I said, uh, what's the most embarrassing outgoing voicemail? Or like, what's the most embarrassing outgoing message your family let you record on your answering machine? I'll go first. And then I sang that. <laughs> so if anyone wants to duet me or whatever people do on TikTok, please do. Stitch, whatever the thing is, uh, please do it. Because I've set that up so nicely for everyone's really weird emails. I mean. Voicemails. Vo- yeah. Or oh outgoing answering machine messages. Yeah. Answering machine. Yeah. People don't have answering machines anymore. And I have no. like almost forgotten about them. But like. Yeah. It was a literal recording. Um, yeah. <laughs> on a tape. On an actual I, tape. I think I, I never did it on a family recording. Uh, like a, a, like for the their Berteau residence, you know. Yeah. But I, uh, I think I did the thing of when you first got a cell phone. Yeah. It used to be that when people called you, you could put a song instead of a, instead of the, the like ringing, you know, when yeah. you call somebody, it rings. Right. And it would be a song instead of like, it was so wild. Uh, yeah. And I like it, not like not a ringtone, but like the actual like sound right, that like, you hear. It's like your hold music, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. And I can't remember. I had some like pretty cringy songs. I think like from emo, that. probably. Maybe I feel like I feel like I had like a like Radiohead or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that was definitely one of my ringtones. Like when I oh was my a God. kid or like a teenager, uh, oh or like God. early twenties. Uh, I think I- it, Idiotech was like my uh, ringtone for the longest time. Oh my um, God. I remember when people would even just record their voicemail message, but like while Have a song songs was playing. Pl- and that, yeah. that was what, what I was going to say. I think the first time I had, like, it's like you hold your, your and there's like people who are like doing TikToks of this now, <laughs> like little, little videos. You hold, you would hold your phone up to the radio while it's like playing your favorite song. Like, yeah. it ain't no fun. Songs can't get 
and I would be like, "Hey, it's Aaron. Leave a message. Bye." Yeah. Like, but it's oh all loud God. at first because you would hold it like close, and then you'd be like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh my I, God! And it would be like some dumb song, but it was like from the radio. Uh, but I don't think I had the like. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't have the like kid energy to do that for yeah. my uh, my family um, answering machine. That's I for so sure, cute. Yeah. It, it, I think I feel like I Why are other... you embarrassed? That is so cute. It'd be embarrassing if you were like 16 years old doing that maybe. <laughs> I think you know why I think I'm embarrassed is because I have no concept of time. Like because our brains you know, as we age, we're always the same age in our head. And my, my inside my head is no different at eight years old than it is at 16 years old. Like I think about different things. Oh, but really? Yeah. I don't like my sense of humor hasn't changed, sadly. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think maybe it's just now that I'm so much older, but and I, I can only remember, you know, like. I only have the memories or I think I thought in a certain way, but I just think it was so cheesy. I mean, obviously I was different, you know. I, no, I was, I was like, younger, I but. knew that I was a stupid idiot. Like as I aged, even in like older childhood yeah. through like puberty and teenage years, like I feel like I did all my cringing about myself through my teenage years already. So I'm like, I'm, I'm already, I already oh. am there, you know? I do like, it retroactively. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> no, because I did so many horribly cringy things when I was a kid. Like, yeah, you know, Same. Uh, like, but I, I didn't I, think about it then. I did. I, I thought oh. about it. I would. I would think that's why I was like very self aware, even as a child. Like, yeah, it, like painfully so, and that's why I was like kind of shy and yeah. never did stuff like that. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, I'll, I don't want to embarrass myself. And now I'm the opposite because I'm like, I can't, I was talking to my therapist about this today because I was like, I just, there's things I want to do that like, I but I'm just scared to be judged for it. Probably because I'm so fucking judgy. Like, ugh. Classic projection. Classic <laughs> projection. But it's like, yeah, there's like videos I want to make and jokes I think are funny. And like, I just want to like lean into that and not give a shit. But I give too much, too many shits, you know? And so it's hard. But then while I was talking to her, I had the idea to like make that TikTok. And I was like, I'm going to fucking make this. I don't give a shit. If no one watches it, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, Therapy's already working. Yeah. She was like, she was like, I like to do worst case scenario. I go, fuck you. Yeah. Worst case scenario. People don't like it. What the fuck do I care? And she's like, yeah, exactly. I was like, all right. (laughs) Like worst case scenario, you just scrub your entire existence from the Internet, you know? Yeah, no big deal. And I go do I go work fucking retail again and I don't give a shit. I love I honestly for how much shit I talked about Muzak, I fucking love it. Tell me it's easy That's on a, a hot Sunday take. morning. You know what I mean? Like more oh. Steely Dan, more Commodores. Everything. That's good. Oh, That's, I want it all. That's good though. That, then you get the occasional fucking the eighth world wonder thrown in there. <laughs> you know? That song did oh, not stand God. the test of time. I wonder what, like, the modern day equivalent of Kimberly Locke's Eighth, Eighth World Wonder is. There's a, probably something by Ed Sheeran. Yeah, or like Imagine Dragons or something. <laughs> Just like super popular bangers that 
don't stand, don't hold up. And yeah, you know, that wasn't even super popular at the time. No, let's be honest. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Oh, anyway, that was a very long uh, fucked up of the week. Do you have anything this week? Um, no, I don't. I think I'm I've just been bopping around and just, you know, not not paying attention. Just trying to <laughs> just trying to make it through the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I'm sure Jack did some dumb shit or whatever, but I get it's like my brain doesn't work right anymore. So <laughs> I can't remember anything. Oh, my God. I'm sure he didn't do anything. He no fuck shit was done. He's such an angel. He is. I, but I you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Said. Like, yeah. Did he like skid mark the <laughs> lawn yeah. again or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? It's already my I have every day is a new day. And it's like the day before I it never existed. And I'm just like born again because I my brain gets totally wiped it's like amnesia it's like I'm like memento every day (laughs) as opposed to like Groundhog's Day where it's all the same as opposed to where you like think about something from your childhood now and you get super embarrassed like (laughs) I know oh my god don't be that is precious you're a precious human oh my god oh thank you Oh, well, yeah, so I don't really have anything, but uh, let's get into our topic of the week, topic du jour. Ooh, Um, let's do it. So, oh my God, we have an episode today that was suggested uh, by one of my best buddies in the whole wide world, Christopher. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for bringing this story to my attention. Um, This was a historical moment in history that is just like totally went off the rails, just, you know. (laughs) Um, everybody got caught up in the moment and it's the story, it's like <laughs> to say, just to put it very mildly. Yeah. Um, this is the story of a 17th century Dutch politician who was lynched, mutilated and partially eaten by a mob. <sighs> a yikes. <laughs> Fucking de-ribbed and mick-ribbed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, this poor man, he really, he Aww. got, got big time. Aww. Um, I, I just kept when I was like reading about this, I was like, oh, damn, like Dutch politics were wild back then, back in like the 1600s, like 1600s through the, you know, all through the 17th century the, this there was like so much crazy shit happening in the world. And um, yeah, we're not going to go into crazy Dutch politics. But, <laughs> Thank God. But I'm, not, it, I'm not prepared for that. But it just like kept re- like this particular event was like this was like it was like an insurrection basically mm. um against a prominent politician yeah and uh it's basically what our former president quote-unquote president had hoped would happen to mike pence and nancy pelosi when he incited an insurrection earlier this year i think oof yeah like he oh. was inspired by this i think oh my god <laughs> that's a joke I don't know. The one book he has is just like Dutch politics from the 17th century. <laughs> no, that fucker reads like Mein Kampf and shit. Like yeah. that guy is. He doesn't read stuff. No, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, back to uh, Dutch politics. Um, so, <laughs> so this story is about a man named Johan de Witt, mm. um, who, you know, started off life like pretty charmed and successful. He he was like, like good at his job. Well, good at yeah yeah he was good 
good all up until this moment. It yeah, ends, yeah, yeah. Until it ends badly for him, very badly for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this man, Johan, was born in 1625 to a wealthy family in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was Jacob DeWitt, who was an influential regent and burgher from the patrician class oh. in the city of Dortrecht. Mm-hmm. Uh which in the 17th century was like a hub. It was one of the most important cities in all of the provinces of Holland. Um, He was afforded all of the advantages of being born into a high-class patrician family, including top-notch education, elite institutions, uh, getting a good job right out of college. Mm. He became a lawyer. Um, that doesn't happen anymore for anyone. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, that means he was a good catch. So he married well uh, into another wealthy and politically powerful family in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was, like, connected. He was on his way. He was in the pipeline. He's young, good-looking, and coming in hot to the political scene. And he's doing it in the midst of this, like, century of – Dutch prosperity and mm. it's 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 a very uh it's a prosperous time for uh the Dutch but also very volatile mm. um is so. he like a Justin Trudeau type yeah he's like a Justin Trudeau a Beto yeah. O'Rourke like just yes. has everything going for him mm-hmm. he's just you know he's very confident and very mm-hmm. smart he's extremely smart I mean you can get a really good education and be like a dumb dumb, but this yeah. guy was like very smart, very in in he was in there, you know, he was on yeah. the level, completely on the level. Yeah. Um so yeah, so he's like doing great. He um is doing well at, at politics, like working his way up. It does and it really helps that his his wife's family is very well connected. They kind mm. of bolster his rise to the top. Um and I'm not even going to pretend I know jack shit about Dutch politics, but suffice to say, he is a star. Mm-hmm. And thanks, like I said, to the the help of his wife's family, who were very influential and powerful at the time. He we don't eventually- have to know anything. We, he, you tell me he's a star. I believe it. He's a star, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's just like, there's just like so much going on. It's just like <laughs> very crazy time in Dutch <laughs> politics. <laughs> But, I mean, this guy rises to the top and becomes the Grand Pensionary. Um, and that title is, is it's like an office, basically. The closest thing that we can compare it to in modern politics is, like, the position of prime minister. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not totally comparable, but it's close enough because... Like I said, we're not going to get in the weeds on how representation of the Dutch provinces worked in the 17th century. Listen, too this much. Is not, yeah, it's not a Dutch <laughs> political podcast, and it never will be. I'm sorry if anyone's listening and they're like, "Tell me more." We're going to tell you less. <laughs> yeah, much less. Yeah, <laughs> so much less. In fact, that you might might be dumber for listening. To this. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. This isn't the important part. We don't want to get bogged down in these details. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much more drama to be had. Mm. There's so much more excitement, so much more fuckery that the day-to-day comings and goings of this, what's he, a grand pensionary, pensionary, if he was Italian, (laughs) that does not, you know, that's not our business. Yeah. But he was the most important Dutch official of the Dutch Mm -hmm. Republic at this time. (laughs) And so he's 
in the highest position in the land and he's doing some good stuff. He's like making money for the Dutch people and mm. he is like everything's like sort of stable and at the same time though he's beefing hard with the Dutch monarchy. <laughs> it's like it's like a quasi monarchy. He's beefing hard. He's beefing with them. He's just like, is that what you do in the Netherlands, or would it be uh, he's stroop waffling hard? Uh, yeah. With the... <laughs> I oh wish yeah, I they knew... eat beef. What's those little fried balls that are so good with the beef in it? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's a fucking oh 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 beater ballin. He's beater ballin. He's beater ballin hard. <laughs> Yeah, all I know about I've been I've been to Amsterdam and all I had were stroop waffles and uh some very terrible pizza. Um <laughs> yeah. we 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 went to we started in Amsterdam and ended in uh Paris. So Oh. That's a good No, trip. in Spain, in Spain. Mm-mm, we did mm-mm. Amsterdam, Paris and then and then Spain. So Oh, so nice. I couldn't remember the food in Amsterdam if you like showed me pictures of it because i was i were you on drugs yeah 100 <laughs> percent. my god so uh, which is why you time. ate that pizza it yeah, probably like, looked like you shouldn't eat it when they set mm. it down in front of you and you went i'm desperate dude we 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 drank so also drink so much uh they have um like the super cold or whatever ultra cold or something um mm. heineken mm. like heineken sucks ass but like but in if the, you make it colder, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, very gimmicky. Like, they mm. have, like, it's, like, the fucking tap is, like, covered in ice. Oh. Well, it's and not a gimmick if, if it works. It fucking works. I, yeah. Weird. Nothing tastes better than that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, mm. So, <laughs> that aside. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They were beefing with the, the he, this guy, Johan, was just, like, beefing hard with the, Dutch quasi monarchy. It wasn't like mm. a true monarchy. It was just like this really old, like influential. Old yeah, it's like the old world politics, and their 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 yeah. ideas were not the same. He was trying to progress the country forward, and like, and it was a republic, so it was like the monarchy was not really. It was a thing, but it wasn't a thing. Kind of mm. then, it was. It's just very different than modern politics today, and and modern. I guess it's like closer to like a modern monarchy yeah. today, where there it's kind of just like a symbol. It's symbolic because they, they do have a monarchy there still, t- like just like they do. I don't know in, in other places, yeah, in England yeah. and like Japan and shit. Um, and they're a representation of like a power of the co- the country, but really they don't get to control much, right? But yeah. this family, but, yeah, the House of Orange Nassau, they really did want to control the government they were like we are we have been doing this a long time so let us just like do this thing and they were like there's all these like ins and outs of it and rules and of succession and everything that were not being fulfilled uh so Johan was had to he was the law of the land based on the rules that they had Mm -hmm. at the time and the or the House of Orange Nassau was like, well, sir, we would like to take the reins of the whole government government now, please. <laughs> and all the he and other politicians were like, no, we're good. Like, look, like we're doing we're doing government here. We yeah, don't need you to like step in with your like 
your orange ways here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so they're, they're doing good. Uh, the Dutch at this time had succeeded in uh, securing and maintaining peace with other European countries oh. in the middle of like a lot of, like I said, volatility. Um, and they were making money and trade with them. And he also managed to pit two of the, the, the Dutch's like main enemies, the English and the French against each other. Oh, like he was doing like some real like sneaky politicking to like make sure that the French and the English were like kept busy beefing with oh each God. other and not would leave them the fuck alone Ooh. so that they would be free to trade with like all the other European countries. Um, uh. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Genius. To some degree. Yeah. Um, so he's like doing that. He's stiff arming the monarchy from trying to creep in the whole on him the whole time. He's got lots of lots of lots of. Balls in the air. Lots of stuff on his plate, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh-oh. One of the plates oh. spinning in the air fell. Oof. And on March of 1672, England and France, along with Germany, had kind of like been like, mm, you know what? We're not going to fight anymore. We're going to like team up and kick this guy's ass. Oh, no. You <laughs> know what? Uh- I saw this coming. If you've seen any, like, teen movie where, like, two people are talking shit, like Mean Girls or something, and it's like you're trying to pit two people against each other, at some point they go, mm, wait, is Let's this be Mean just- Girls together. Yeah. Is this a distraction? <laughs> and then you go, okay, we're turning now on the other one. Yeah. So England, France, and then parts, some parts of Germany. Mm-hmm decided to team up and fuck up the Netherlands together. Mm-hmm. So that's a big whoopsies. Mm-hmm. Uh, big oversight on, on Johan. He'd been, he kind of knew that there might have been some chatter between them, but he just like kind of wasn't, he didn't think, he thought they were real busy with other stuff. And mm-hmm. he was busy with other stuff. He was focusing on like telling the monarchy to suck his pee-pee <laughs> and making that money, <laughs> investing in, <laughs> he was investing in their Navy and like merchant ships because he was like, like trade was like popping off Mm. um so in the meantime a lot of like some of the stuff that uh should have probably had some focus on like the army that Mm. was on the land um should have probably had some attention because (sighs) that's how they got got um the dutch army was severely like underfunded and they're kind of sitting on their thumbs and not super super bolstered by the government and Mm. the french easily invaded the dutch provinces um i I, this is like i don't know what happened but this is this is like kind of a big uh big oversight uh yeah because the netherlands is not an island honey (laughs) Uh, you invested all that money in the navy and you're not an island yeah you have well yeah he invested his money in trade, which he was like very hyper focused on trade, thinking all the political relations were fine. Everything was fine. But like it yeah. wasn't fine. And then when it was like, oh, shit, they want to go to war. You know, they're going to come beef with us here. He had no one to go. Yeah. Defend. He like, didn't have enough defend resources the, on the land. Yeah. Yeah. On land. He had, yeah, didn't yeah. have enough resources on the land. Which yeah. Is a, and in the uh, military. Big problem. Yeah. 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 Um, so <laughs> the Dutch army was like 
hey, we got like 10 dudes here with like bows and arrows and these <laughs> French guys just showed up with like a thousand times that many men with like trebuchets and fucking cannons and really fancy guns with like pretty silver frilly like stuff on it that's like made to murder people and we just we are we're not on that level so we're just gonna tap out yeah yeah Yeah. oh no they got real they got run over uh on land there the the poor army um so this is a military disaster and the subsequent year is referred to as the ramp ramp jar Ooh. ramp jar ramp jar ramp that's uh aka the disaster year Oh God! Oh. <sighs> that so you don't want ra- that on your record. Mm-mm. And, <laughs> and the, it's not just this military fuck up that is, makes it a disaster year. There's, it's get worse. It gets a lot worse. Yeah. Um, so the French come, invade them, fuck them up, and the Dutch people are like, "Yo, what the fuck, <laughs> Johan?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Spelled with Y's and J's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, the Dutch people, pretty much united in hating. Yeah, uh, Johan De Witt and his inattention to the Dutch army. They were like, "Dude, you fucking fucked up. What yeah. were you doing?" And uh, <laughs> in the meantime, this House of Orange has their their guy. His name is William the Third. Mm. William the Third of the House of Orange. Mm-hmm. Like pops up like, hey, uh, I have been telling this guy to get fucked for years. He sucks. <laughs> and what a like, I can like come and like run the government. Let's like, get let's get this guy out of here. Oh my god, I can't. What what do you have to lose? <sighs> <laughs> so people were like. Okay, yes. Okay, you know, come help us, fancy daddy orange. <laughs> <laughs> and they they told William the Third, yes, please come take over and we're gonna like boot DeWitt from office. Like we hate yeah. him. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's Oh no. It cut the tide turned so fast against Johan DeWitt, mm-hmm. despite all the like good stuff he had done for the country. I mean it kind of gets canceled a, out. Yeah, when your it was. Country a, gets invaded. It was an oversight. Mm-hmm. They were like, "We're gonna get rid to wit. <laughs> get rid of it. <laughs> get rid of it immediately." Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I was also mm. wondering if, like, you know, yo mama jokes. I wonder if, like, Johan jokes were like <laughs> a thing. Then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Oh my god! Probably, yeah. Everybody probably hated him. I do. I want to say uh, also. This is just like a dumb aside, but the House of Orange supporters were known at the time as Orangists, which is a huge. Uh, speaking of triggers, such a trigger for me because I went to Syracuse University, where the mascot oh. is the orange, and mm. it's all so dumb, and I hate it. <laughs> and it's just like people. Were you guys not- can't even fucking grow citrus in Syracuse okay <laughs> there's no almost no sunshine there yeah uh, it's just a color you're just it's yeah yeah we should like, if we were going by like things in Syracuse we should have been the big mall or whatever like we had the mall of dreams or whatever they were building it was like they wanted it to be like the mall of America but things oh no I know what it was called 
Destiny USA. Oh no. That, that sounds like a mall. that sounds like a magazine you find in like a a, a train or something, you know. <laughs> like yeah, in, in like an it's Amtrak. the Amtrak publication, yeah. Destiny yeah. USA. Like Joe Biden subscribes to it, you know, yeah. like <laughs> Also like that maybe was going to be Joe Biden's slogan for the last campaign, but Destiny so, USA. But now it's out built it. back better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, God. these oranges, man. Yeah. They be okay. First of all, like what a terrible name and also like you are they're like monarchy supporters. They're like full yeah. bootlickers like which wasn't honestly I mean that's everyone was like that at the time right yeah. like people were I mean we're still having to talk people into socialist ideas we're mm-hmm. still having to be like stop fucking worshiping Elon Musk and fucking anyone Bill Gates he doesn't Jeff even Bezos, like you he wants to he get off this planet as yeah. fast as possible <laughs> And also, so. they're too wealthy for one human. Like, we need to, we all need to be joining together anyway. Yeah, it is, you know, but it was normal at the time. People didn't understand. Like, you give them a little crumb of bread and they were, like, so grateful and were just, like, all about it, you know? Well, and it wasn't even, it was just, like, yeah, it was, like, very populist shit and populism always, like, if you can figure out how to harness that and ride the tiger mm-hmm. like this guy did, then yeah. you you go for it. So, yeah. yeah, so William III, he sees that the people are – the Dutch people are pissed at Johan and, he and like, really starting to work themselves up. And he possibly made it worse and incited them. Mm. Um, and so on June 21st of 1672, Johan was attacked – this is the same year – uh, 1672 is the same year that like disaster the war this is the disaster year yeah uh and everything happened like the french invaded in march of that mm. of this year oh wow and by june 21st 1672 johan was attacked but survived an assassination attempt mm. so he's like okay uh i'm i think i'm done here <laughs> yeah um, oh this is and- serious <laughs> This is very serious. Yeah, he knew everybody was pissed, but then, like, people were, like, trying to, like, literally kill him. So he was, like, all right. And then he was, like, basically forced out and resigned from office officially on August 4th of 1672. Mm. Um, And meanwhile, uh, Johann's brother Cornelius, or Cornelius, some people Mm. translate it that way, was – Cornelius? Cornelius? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to just call him Corn. Um, (laughs) Corny. <laughs> um, Corny was, <laughs> he was also a politician, but like nowhere near as savvy or uh, like, like successful, uh, successful, I guess. Yeah. As, yeah. As you know, obviously mm-hmm. Johan was like top of the top. Um, he, Corn was arrested for treason, for quote treason and for quote conspiring against William the third. Mm-hmm. So, this it wasn't even like really proven it was like a trumped up charge it wasn't really it was just like to get this guy out of the way basically um so yeah they also they... I bet like if we were able to go back in history and look at every single instance where someone was accused of treason or conspiring against a, a person in power probably 99.9 percent of the people innocent uh 
I don't know. I feel like people were shooting their shots. They didn't give a shit because they were like, <laughs> "That's true." Look, either the plague's gonna take me out, or I do this. True. You know, fucking okay. treason. I think. Okay, you're right. Let me um let me amend that. So if you took everyone and you were able to know for sure or not, if you looked cl- at class, if you separated them into classes, mm-hmm. the people in the upper classes way higher chance that they for sure were like oh they were all trifling they were all trying oh but down but down below i feel like people like that was just something that was thrown around oh yeah oh totally i mean to kill anybody any any poor person you know yeah does the one foot out of line and they're yeah and they were conspiring to kill yeah they'll find a way to like murder them um yeah so yeah just still it's which is still the same these days um yeah but yeah, so poor Corn was arrested and subject subjected to torture, and uh, corn I to guess wit. <laughs> Corn to wit. Yeah, after he. <laughs> Why is he, that funny? I don't know. Uh, he because it's funny. I don't know. And he's um, like a conduit to something. Like he's a corn to it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just a real lightning rod for <laughs> fuckery here <sighs> well they they arrested him tortured him and he refused to con- confess to anything because he didn't really have anything like the the treason and the conspiring right. against william the third was like bullshit so but according to the law back then if you confessed you would then you were allowed to then be convicted of whatever it was that you were accused of. So he did not. He, like, stood mm. his ground and he refused to confess. Um, so then he was sentenced to be exiled instead of, like, put on trial and, like, sentenced to death. Mm. So um, so he's sitting uh, in prison at The Hague waiting to be released. Like, The Hague was, like, the Washington, D.C. or is the Washington, D.C. of the the Netherlands mm. basically mm-hmm. um and Johan de Witt and you know his family like all live like a few blocks away from the Hague yeah. uh for, or specifically from this prison within the Hague uh yeah that his brother was being held so he's his brother corn sitting there in prison waiting to be released so he could get the fuck out of Dodge like he's like mm-hmm. all right exile great I'll go fine yeah fine that's fucking better than being sentenced to death 100% yeah like go to fucking I don't know wherever wherever anywhere but there yeah um, so Johan goes to visit him mm-hmm. big, big mistake. mistake yeah <laughs> it's not good he like walks over gets to the prison yeah and he's like I'm just here to see my brother and the Hague civic militia is like, mm-hmm, go ahead. Go oh. inside. Uh, and <sighs> basically what happens next is the brothers were jumped by, they were set upon by the members of the, the Hague civic militia, mm-hmm. which was like a clear, clearly orchestrated assassination. They just like got them like cornered and shot them. Are, is a civil militia like a neighborhood watch? I yeah I think it's um that seems right I think it's like a bunch of like they were like security guards basically they were like they were like people who worked at the prison that weren't mm. like actual like you know military right yeah or you know they were I guess there would be like um 
like rent a cops instead of actual cops. I don't know. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. But I think there were some more official people that were supposed to be there and they were like let go early or whatever. So, yeah, they like anybody who was there that day, it all like it was very well like planned. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Have people who are orangists mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> there to. God to assassinate them basically civic um, militia i do feel like that's just neighborhood watch but like in old time yeah it's in the, old timey terms yeah it's truly it's like yeah. a bunch it's a bunch of people a bunch of bootlickers man yeah yeah um so they were shot the brothers were shot and mm-hmm. left to the mob that had formed like oh god that was just there all the time, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the brothers' naked mut- and mutilated bodies were strung up um, on the near nearby public gibbet, which is like, you know, like a gallows, basically. Mm. Um, I'm glad it's not gibbet. It might be gibbet. Oh. <laughs> gibbet? Gibbet? I was thinking Gib- giblets. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking giblets, too. And then gibbet sounds... Gibbet sounds like a disco song to me for some reason. It's like, Gibbet, Gibbet, come on. Or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Gibbet. Oh, my God. Well, they got, they were, yeah, they got fucked up. They, yeah. like, it wasn't just that they were, like, you know, beaten. They were already shot and killed by this assassination. Yeah. But people just, like, started, like, pinataing their bodies oh. basically yeah they were and, already like, dead yeah they were already dead people were like slicing and dicing them as they like hung them up and it's fucked up um and there are some accounts uh that people in the mob started taking parts of the bodies like cutting into the corpses mm. taking organs um and eating them and mm. one man was even said to have eaten an eyeball mm. Now, we don't know if that's, like, real, but there's there's some accounts. I don't know, man. It's just like, yo, dude, like, it's bad enough that these, these guys are already dead. Like, that's yeah. what you wanted. It's like the mob just wanted to, like, be as violent as and as gross as possible. Which, yeah, and it's wild, too, because, like, based on accounts of this mob, it was, like, pretty calm. Like, Mm -hmm. this wasn't, like, they could have gone so much more wild. You know, they weren't, like, burning down. They didn't, like, move on from this and, like, burn down a village or anything. It was, like, very concentrated to these two men. And, like, it was all very specific. And so there, that's another reason why people think it was planned and, like, carried out by people. And incited, yeah. And, And carried out by people who, like, knew what was going to happen that day which is why they didn't get like everybody didn't get like worked up in a tizzy like you would expect if this was more of the like moment. the mob mentality like yeah where it was just like everybody's just like berserking or whatever yeah. yeah it was just like okay they're dead but like let's get in a few punches ourselves mm-hmm. and I say punches in the most benign way you can when it comes to something like this because they yeah. they fully mutilated these two men's Ugh. bodies um very sick yeah and yeah uh so 
yeah, they, they, they would, they were like fully like, we hate them, so we ate them. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> you couldn't argue that this wasn't planned. When they had slogans. Uh, when yeah. they had a fucking full slogan. They worked with the marketing team um, at a small firm. I mean, that's a good fucking tagline. It's I don't care what it. Amazing. It's like. We hate them, so we ate them. As they're eating them and like dragging pieces of their flesh out into the like square or whatever. Just like fucking brutal. Like, Dude. Oh my god. Imagine just, that putting that much energy into anything. I literally cannot. I cannot. I don't even hate anything that much. No, I don't. Oh my god. Also, yeah, things generally when you hate something, it's because you used to love it or something and like you're very sad. You know, it's like hate maybe that is, is like, part of it. You oh, know, they, maybe they loved him. Yeah, they were like so disappointed and it's like, I don't know, yeah. they just turned on him. I was going to talk make a about joke. cancel culture. Hey. <laughs> I was going to make a joke that this that they um, got the slogan, which was uh, we hate them. So we ate them um, from the Latin. It was derived from the phrase they hate us because they ain't us. Mm, when, you're, <laughs> when you're great, people hate and then they <laughs> ate your eyeball. <laughs> yeah. And fucking body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so so uh, yeah, it's it's pretty clear that this was orchestrated and planned. And um, also looking back at this, historians have kind of pinpointed a strong possibility that William the Third had a hand in all of this. Like, was maybe you know like how Trump tweeted stuff. Like William was sending out messages to like, hey, maybe you guys could like show up and do this thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. Yeah, we're going to walk. Yeah, we're just going to walk over to the Hague. Um, (laughs) everybody, (laughs) you in the green hat, we're going Haging. (laughs) And, um, he, so he definitely ordered the withdrawal of, uh, the federal cavalry detachment, which we were talking about some sort of like guards at the Hague that were like guarding Johan's brother. Um, and had they been there, they may have otherwise prevented, this slaughtering and the subsequent ingestion of these brothers. Wow, this is all sounds very familiar. Yeah. About oh. how, like, the National Guard wasn't called in for, like, six hours. Triggering. Like, during triggering. the insurrection. Like, it's yeah. wild. Oh, all you have to do is look at the insurrection handbook. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, also, uh, William was... So he, I think he came into power. He was married to um, Queen Anne or someone. There, There's like a famous person I think he was married to. I did not look into this a lot. But at some point he was in power enough that he was like, like had business in the UK and was like making people um, like pledge their allegiance to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he was, but yeah, he. I think he was important at some point. So anyway, William of Orange is a very famous William of Orange. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but he like had agency over multiple co- countries. Like he right. was ruling a big chunk of Europe um, at some point. And so there was another event that that he was involved in that was very suspicious, called the massacre at Glencoe, where he killed 
or like his, you know, people killed 30 members of the Glencoe McDonald clan for allegedly failing to pledge allegiance, which while it doesn't sound like super out of character for a king of the 17th century, it technically was out of fashion at this point. And yeah, you don't like, like red wedding like no. people. Yeah, like a we're fucking civ- family. We're quote unquote civilized now. Yeah, sir. yeah. And <laughs> it upset the people of Scotland, and they were like, "This is bad," and it wasn't good for him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he sounds like a real fun guy. Um, <laughs> uh, and then lastly, I think the other huge red flag of William's involvement was that he failed to punish anyone for killing the DeWitt brothers. And even though it was like very well known who the ringleaders were, which they were, uh, they were orangists and, uh, it was Johan Van Bancham, Cornelius Trump or Cornelius Trump. And then, uh, Corn Trump. Corn Trump. (laughs) Corn chomp. And then uh, it's his spelled relative- Trump, like T R O M P. Like, but not- it's close enough. It's close enough. <laughs> um, and then also relative Johan uh, Kivit. And so, like, people were like, why aren't you doing anything about this? You know, these three guys, like, ripped these people apart and, like, were cheering it on and came up with this slogan and shit. And he was like, yeah, I just, like, don't have any proof. And, or whatever. Um, and then also afterwards, he like advanced their careers. He was like helping them get even further up into the echelons of Dutch politics. So it's all real fucking sketchy and sad. He just made sure that he was like, did you eat a part of the brothers? Okay, yeah. You can be the treasury secretary or whatever. <laughs> like that's your price of admittance to. Did you treasure any of their parts? Great. You're the treasury secretary. Great. Love it. Oh, you ate his eyeball? You're definitely in the oversight committee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you cut off one of his feet and you have it in your basement? Great. Um, we're going to put you in charge of transportation. <laughs> oh, mm. my God. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. This. Oh, my God. This whole thing just terrible um and it's like a it's definitely a stain on the history of of the of the dutch people like they consider this one of the most shameful moments in their history it's their hey hey we're the mackies uh and they've like (laughs) like modern in modern day more modern times they've like you know erected statues and named ships and stuff in yeah. uh in uh Johann DeWitt's honor just to like be like sorry oh so yeah sorry about you that didn't whole, deserve like, that. <laughs> yeah that was shitty um so yeah and there's also and this is like you know the kind of the aftermath like people yeah realize how fucked up this was like not just yeah. like now in modern times but like pretty soon after after like William III's like reign came to like a you know after he was like kind of out of power people were like yeah yo that shit was fucked up with that when that guy like did that to those other guys like we should not have done that um and there's several famous works of art depicting this scene of the DeWitt brothers murders Mm -hmm. um including one that is one of the most haunting paintings like I've I've seen I haven't seen it in person but I've seen I've seen this uh 
this work of art like before like a long time ago and then it was also in uh, a scene from killing eve oh um, interesting yeah and it uh it depicts the brothers hung upside down and like basically like you know drawn and quartered and yeah. it's extremely graphic and it, but it's also it's haunting to me because the same portraitist who had made the paintings of the portraits of the brother in life, the brothers in life, like mm-hmm. their you know their headshots or whatever. Yeah. Um, the the artist uh, Jan de Bain, he also made this painting of them in death, um, mm. and it's called the Corpses of the Dewitt Brothers. And just Google that shit and. Ugh. And it's it's very but be ready for it because I googled it and I was like ew why yeah but also I I love I also loved it because it's very like it's a like a chiaroscuro mm-hmm. painting it, it's just very dark yeah like, it plays with the dark and the light yeah like, yeah and that's what's the most striking to me about yeah. this uh, painting is the way the also- artist plays with the light and the dark yeah. Also, there is a man in the foreground with like a lantern or a candle who is horrified. And the look on, you can't really see his full face, but you can see he's like, oh, like he's like, oh, yeah, right in the foreground. And it's like, oh, my God, Uh, that's also horrifying because you're like, oh, this it's this man's like emotional reaction to seeing this in real time. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. my water. Also, Uh-oh. I think there's a cat in it. I don't know what the sim- symbolism is of that. Oh, interesting. I'd be curious <clears throat> to look at that. Yeah, I need to look at it closer again. But um, yeah, it's good. It also looks like maybe someone made a coat of their skins because it's like very similar to like um, some of the bodies that they find in Silence of the Lambs where it's like a they're uh, like flayed. Pelt. Yeah, yeah but, but also like like a patterned piece of skin is cut off and you're like, why is it that shape? Like, why is the leg skin a diamond or whatever? Because somebody like, just that's... literally, this is, this was a thing too in this time. Like, you know, people, they were still doing like public executions and shit. Yeah. And thing, a thing that people would do is like take souvenirs from Ooh. the hangings. I hate um, and, you know, this is like, they'd, it'd be something like a piece of clothing off the body, not like a fucking, flap of skin still both is gross both but that's what they were that's what they were doing uh to these guys they were just literally like yeah taking chunks of them so also i think the painting depicts the brothers as being in like probably better shape than they were left in like i think they were like pretty pulverized and like yeah like it was gross yeah yeah i it was gross yeah Um, yeah it's gross. The, uh, yeah, he, they're they're also pretty famous. The um the killing of the Dewitt brothers, like the events of the killing and stuff, were also written about in the Black Tulip, which is written by the legendary Alexander Dumas. Yeah, um, and it's very interesting because uh, Dumas is like he's a French writer. Yeah, and the French are the ones who invaded the Dutch and set off this whole series of events. And yeah. so Alexander Dumas is like yo look at this look at how fucked up this shit is like the aftermath of the invasion and like made french people and people all over the world who read this this story yeah it's like it's like a fictionalized but also real telling of what happened yeah um 
like a historical fiction, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, part of the plot, I think, has to do with the killing of these brothers. And he was he but it helped to kind of garner sympathy and like, you know, Oh, uh, empathy for change the like posthumously public perception yeah. of yeah. what happened there. Yeah. 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 It's it's the first four chapters of the book are like this event. Yeah. Uh, or like a retelling of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's very sad. Um, it's sad. Yeah. What did the French are the the French didn't kill him, though. It was like an inside. No, job. no, no. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no. The French didn't kill him, but. But they the started French... the, they started beefing. Yeah, the French invaded them. Yeah, uh, you know, with the help of of the English and the Germans, and yeah. you know, start like started this whole, uh, re- the whole reason for people, the quote unquote reason for people being killing the yeah. the brothers, basically. So right, it was the the catalyst, if catalyst, you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of. Who knows what could have happened, you know, if they these brothers were just like able to just creep off into the night. But I think um, William the Third was so hated them so much or hated uh, Johann DeWitt so much because he was the one that was behind all of the like the he, he just stiff armed him them yeah. completely like through the whole entire political process so mm. it's um it's wild this is like when power and politics just get way too way too real <laughs> anyway these poor guys man they've really got got they just were on the wrong yeah. end of uh that that just that populist train of just people being so angry about Mm -hmm. something. And I mean, you know, people have every right, had every right to be angry. uh, But who I do believe, like you were saying that uh, William was definitely like pulling some strings in the background and uh, inciting some of the shit and maybe like throwing out some like disinformation about these guys that made him, made them even more of a boogeyman to yeah people who were orangists so and truly like in that time period like i i do it sucks because johan did it you know was helping the dutch economy and things were thriving like they were making a lot of money and like prospering you know it was like a good time until this excuse me until this event mm-hmm. um and then it's like, and then everyone just turns on him and it's like, man, that kind of sucks. But also at the time, you know, it, people were killed. People's families were killed or whatever, you know, in, in this, um, in the attacks. And like, there wasn't much else going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are going to get upset and they're going to go, yeah, like the country's making money, but like, what the fuck happened? Anytime something bad happens anytime there's a an attack a war or whatever there has to be somebody to blame um and these guys were you know johan dewitt was the one in charge of the country at the time basically and it it he he could like he i think was he took the brunt of it and he just really it didn't have to go this far though it did not have to go this far he could have been held accountable in other ways, but my God, this was mm-hmm. a bridge too far. <laughs> okay, side note, 
Did he have a Habsburg jaw? I forgot I to know. bring this up during the. Um... I don't think so. Oh, OK. He, he was just had a prominent jaw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he was a handsome guy. He was like, you know, in his younger, younger years, uh, the portrait that um, Jan de Bon. Jan de Bon did of him. Jan de Bean. Jan de Bain. Jan de Bon. Um, I like Jan de Bon because it sounds like John Bon Jovi or something. It's like you could be <laughs> if the front man of a Dutch band. That's Jan right. de Bon. Jan de Bon. Um, yeah. The the portrait of him when he was younger is seemed a very handsome man and like you know. he I think the stylings of it both like artistically and what he was wearing looked like the Habsburg guy to me yeah like the middle part with the long hair and like mm-hmm. the same kind of shirt it was just the it was just yeah. the look, it was just the the look. it was a look yeah and so mm-hmm. I I was I was reminded of the Habsburg but yeah I think he just had like a prominent jaw yep oh man wow those poor dudes <laughs> Yikes. Can you imagine being that mad about anything? No, that you're going to eat someone's eyeball? No, thanks. I'd be disgusted. Sir. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> I'm going to oh, make this man. promise, you know, and there's not a lot of things that I would say I absolutely will never do this, but I will never eat a person's eyeball. I'm going to say that. Mm. And I am confident that that is the case. Okay. Yeah. that's. A, you don't that's... have to say it. You don't have to say it. You don't have to take that stand, but I'm going to say it. Okay, that's a that's a fair, you know, uh, you know, planting your flag uh, yeah. statement, and mm-hmm. I I respect that. Thank you. I'm not gonna say it because I might. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I knew that about you. I was like, oh, this bitch. I think she's <laughs> thinking about eating someone's eyes. <laughs> Listen, there's some tasty looking eyeballs out there. Listen, she can't drink these days, so you got to get your fun where you can get it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man well don't eat your listen eat the rich but not really okay like not physically not, not literally yeah oh gross yeah let's uh, not let's not um elon must probably taste like raw cauliflower Ugh. and by that i mean farts yeah it's like it's it's steamed cauliflower probably yeah. unsalted Ugh. It's Just, boiled Brussels sprouts. He tastes like like not like delicious like roasted ones like they make nowadays. It's like the nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties slimy fucking mushy nasty farty Brussels sprouts. That's right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Oh uh, well. Should and, we? S- and oh, Jeff what? Bezos uh, tastes like hot dog water probably. <laughs> not even like a full hot dog just like an essence of hot dog um he's like an old hot dog he's like a like a hot dog flavor LaCroix or something ew he's like it's like if a hot dog vendor abandoned their cart on a Tuesday and then someone went and checked it on a Friday and there's no hot dogs in there it's just the hot dog water that's been sitting in the hot sun in the in the hot New York sun for since that yeah. day and and that's him and that's it's partially evaporated yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like 100 concentrated yeah oh God. but still gross somehow yeah yeah flavorless um, but also somehow. flavorless yeah yeah all right, uh, all right. <laughs> um follow us on social meds right yeah at dtfu podcast everywhere go to our website dtfupodcast.com mm-hmm. um so many fun things on there that you yeah. can scroll through Oh my gosh, you can email us through the site. Like there's like a form submission. Send us a topic that you think would be fun if we covered. We the last two, I think, have been um listener recommendations. Yeah. Slash friend recommendations. Uh 
because our listeners are our friends. That's right. Um, if you're Dutch and we got this horribly wrong, I am so Oof. sorry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're not the ones that, like, ate our politicians, <laughs> so. Also, we're not a historical. This, this isn't this, a Dutch political podcast no. as much as I know everyone wanted it to be, but no. it's just not. No. <laughs> Go listen to Hardcore History, not us. Yeah. I know I say that every time we talk about something historical, but please. Well, yeah, we're just talking about it for fun. Yeah. Somebody ate an eyeball. We have to talk about it, okay? <laughs> I got to uh, talk about it. I got to talk about it. Um, all right. Well, uh, all that said, listen here. Mm-hmm. Stay excellent to yourselves. And each other. Bye. Bye. Uh-huh.